I did what most people do who don't know what they want to do. They go in psychology. That's a very common thing. <laughs> you think it's because you want to be a counselor or a therapist or psychologist, but no. In reality, you're only doing it for yourself. You don't care about, <laughs> let's face it, you don't want to therapeutize, whatever the word is, other people. You're doing it for yourself because, I mean, you're kind of lost a little bit. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, try it. Don't make me go on tangents because I will. All right, welcome back everyone to the uh, So Far podcast, uh, the podcast where we bring on uh, guests from various industries uh, across the entire spectrum uh, of uh, careers and business opportunities just to speak to people uh, who are in the early stages of their current career and venture. And uh, well, today I have a very special guest. Uh, she is a uh, voice actress and she's been doing that for... for uh, quite some time now and uh well i'll just let her introduce herself uh Dal, welcome to the show thank you uh, i was gonna say you too but you know <laughs> I'm the well, one yes thank you welcome. thank you for welcoming me <laughs> welcoming me to my show I, I no one's ever welcomed me to my show so thank you for being the first to welcome <laughs> me to my own show it's really cool that you're doing this because um it's even uh, cooler that you're introducing people that are relatively new, like in the beginning stages of their careers. Um, what a what an original idea! I really appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I, I don't know if it's totally original. I'm sure someone out there has has tried it somewhere, but no one that I could find. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I think it would help very much. So to help those people who are early on in, in uh, who are just starting out and they, they want to try, try something, try something new. Um, but you know, they, all the other podcasts are of people who are like, you know, they, Oh, I've been CEO for 10 years and like, Oh, it's a little harder to gauge that distance. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to learn from people with a lot of experience, obviously, you know, it's how mentorship works. On the other hand, uh, not a lot of people tell you how difficult it is to, be in the beginning and yeah. to really be in the middle of not knowing what you're doing and Google being your best friend and trying to discover new things on your own, trying to talk to different people, making up your own decision, when to listen to your gut, when to, when to listen to other people. I mean, it's a, that's a, that, I feel like that's a lonely journey, but you know, it's worth sharing. So that's, that's why I really enjoy your platform. It's really cool. So thanks again, man. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Awesome. No problem. Um, yeah. So why don't we just uh, uh, get started off by having you introduce uh, who you are and, and what, what you do. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, um, my name is Dalal, Dalal Sabra. I am, uh, I was born in Lebanon and was raised in Montreal. Um, and um a couple of years ago, I decided I wanted to pursue a career in voice acting. And so a year and a half ago, I, de I decided to move to Toronto. I got myself an agent and, uh, yeah, been working. Awesome. So that, that, in, in a nutshell, that's what it is. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so have you always been, um, like, have you always been in interested in, in pursuing a career in, in voice acting, like from a early young age or is this a, like a recent thing? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a, yeah, 
Um, here's the thing. Yes and no. When I was younger, you know, I was raised in a household where uh, acting felt like it was such a fantasy. Like it was, it's like a different world. It's a, it's almost ability, especially being Lebanese or from Montreal. It's like anything that is acting related or cartoon related or voiceover in general. It's like, it felt like such a far-fetched idea. Um, I wasn't one of those kids who were uh, lucky enough to know what they wanted to be when they grew up, you know. Um, so, I mean, growing up with the, the idea of not, know, you know, I mean, it's pretty common, I guess. Uh, not a lot of kids know what they want to be when they grow up. Um, but later on, I, I realized that what I was doing as a child is I was memorizing movies. And I didn't know that I was doing that. Like, I would watch the same movie over and over again, and I would memorize. And um, life went on, and uh, I got a degree in psychology. I still hadn't, didn't figure out what I wanted to do, so I did what most people do who don't know what they want to do. They go in psychology. That's a very common thing. <laughs> you think it's because you want to be a counselor or a therapist or psychologist, but no. In reality, you're only doing it for yourself. You don't care about <laughs> Let's face it, you don't want to therapeutize, whatever the word is, other people. You're doing it for yourself because, I mean, you're kind of lost a little bit. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, try it. Don't make me go on tangents because I will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I studied psychology um, and still didn't know what I really wanted. I didn't want to be a psychologist. I thought about getting a PhD eventually, and, and I'm like, but why? You know, what's, what's the point? Um, three existential crises later, I realized that um, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't really meant for, sorry, I'm, I'm going way ahead. Uh, so basically I started get, like getting jobs, like nine to five jobs, uh, entry level jobs, because I wasn't really qualified for any specialty. So I would always jump from entry level job to another and not, never have the patience to grow within a particular company. And so I would jump from one industry to the next, not knowing, just, I was trying to figure out what I liked. I never really enjoyed anything. And for the longest time, I thought I was, for the lack of a better word, I thought I was broken. What's wrong with me? I can't even, and, and the, the more I would jump from, a, like, the more jobs I had, the less patience I had to stick to one. So then my tenure became, like, two months, <laughs> no longer. And so that's when my third existential crisis slash, I guess, uh, depression, wink, wink, hit, which um, made me question myself, like, well, what am I doing here? What is this? I, I can't even find pleasure. And I mean, is this what life is? You wake up, you go to work, you go home, you go have a beer, you, you know, like you get married, you make babies. Is this what life is? Like, it just didn't make, it didn't compute. Um. Anyway, again, not to go on another tangent, but uh, one day I just realized that um, maybe I'm not meant for a nine to five. Like maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm just meant to be more of like a freelance slash entrepreneur. I, I kind of am the type of person who is very comfortable with chaos, is very comfortable with the unknown, is very comfortable not having money. It's very comfortable in that, in that domain. So I figured that probably I'm one of those people who, need to either have a business or, or just be on, like freelance, whatever. And so I decided to, okay, stop nagging myself and stop forcing myself to, 
to follow, to pursue a route that is not for me. So I, I decided to do like a start something in e-commerce. I'm like, maybe that's something that's gonna, you know, you never know. <laughs> I never knew that. Pardon? I never knew that about you. <laughs> yeah, I just, that's how it started. Like, maybe I'll do something in e-commerce. But throughout all these years, the idea of, uh, like, fantasizing about being a voice actor, since I was 15 years old, it would always nag at me. Like, oh, man, I wish. Like, on my way to these jobs that would bore me to death when I was, like, 19 years old, I would fantasize in the morning in my car, like, driving and be like, wow, wouldn't it be cool to just, like, wake up and go to a studio and be on Family Guy right now and just, like, work. It, like, that's my job. But, you know, there's always that voice, that, the, the supposed voice of reason that goes, uh, no, this is a far-fetched idea. You're never going to do that, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it kept nagging at me. It kept That thought of doing voiceover kept coming at me until I decided to do the e-commerce thing. And so I, um, is this story getting boring and long? <laughs> no, no. Keep going. Keep going. I mean... I'm looking for, you know, I'm thinking about it as you asked me. So anyway, so as I decided to do something in e-commerce, I decided to uh, get a part-time nine-to-five job. The rest of my time, I decided to, okay, you know, I'll, I'll try to figure what I want to do in terms of business or freelancing or whatever, something more businessy. So uh, in that time, I decided to, uh, join, um, what do you call the, those uh, office uh, co-working spaces? So I joined a co-working space in Montreal. And I met this guy who uh, who is like an e-commerce expert. He does very well in e-commerce. And uh, I was like talking to him one day and I started asking questions like, how does it work? Blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, so if you would do something, like if you could choose to do something, like don't worry about anything else. Like what would you want to do right now? If you If you had like, the choice is yours. You do whatever you want. I'm like, I would totally do voiceover. He's like, well, do that. And I don't know why. Sometimes it takes an external voice. But he's like, well, do it. And my mind goes, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> Throughout all these years, voice in my head goes, do voiceover, do voiceover, do. And then it takes one person that's like, that goes, well, hello, do that. And then my mind just went, oh, yeah, okay. And then that's how it started. Long story short, that's how it started. <laughs> wow. Cool. Wow. Awesome. So do you feel like the that voice of uh, that was telling you not to do it? Do you do you have any idea where that could have come from? Uh, yeah, I mean, society in general before like um, social media and how uh, everything became a lot more transparent and everything became a lot more reachable before that era. I mean, society goes, well, uh, actually, I still hear that today. Like, uh, I still hear that. I don't know where that comes from. I guess when you're not, yeah, it was just far-fetched because it wasn't like, in, it's not something you could just Google back then, you know, when I was younger, not now. 
that's not something you could just Google and then be like, oh yeah, that's what you have to do to be a voice actor. You ha- you have no idea how to be if you're not if you don't have a family member in the industry or an actor or any form of artistic like whatever. Uh, you really have no idea how it's done. So you really think that it's such a far fetched idea and obtaining information um, was harder back then. Not like now where you, like there's so many websites on voiceover and so many people you can talk to and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, let's get back into the, uh, about voiceover. Um, so how, how did you like get started into like getting into, um, getting gigs? Like how, how did that happen? Were you just, you know, reaching out to different producers or, you know, how, uh, creating your own, uh, demo reel, uh, your own, uh, a, you know, just collection of, of samples of, of voiceovers. Like how, how did that happen? How did you, uh, get to the point of where you are as uh, now you're, you're, you're part of uh, the actor union? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, first of all, uh, you start like, you have no idea what you're doing or who to talk to and so on. So Google <laughs> is your best friend. That's one thing. Um, my strategy starting out was to talk to people. I enjoy connecting with people one-on-one. I get, um, I absorb information much better when I'm talking to one, to another human being as opposed to reading stuff online or, so my first approach is to, especially because I'm very self-aware, uh, I know that, uh, in order to reduce my, like to reduce the amount of I didn't want to be overwhelmed. So the one way to, to, to reduce that, I guess, is to at least talk to people face to face. So first of all, I started reaching out to uh, other actors. So I would like uh, invite people for sushi, for example, or uh, call and say, hey, I'd like to take you out for this. I would love to pick your brain. So it started that way. I'd like to ask you some questions I have, you really you, basically I had to be honest and be like I have no idea what I'm doing I would love to ask you a couple of questions and every time I would meet someone different it could be like a, another actor it could be um uh who else would I talk to I spoke to like a voice director at a certain point I I, I reached out to a lot of uh, voice coaches uh, a lot of whom are also actors and so on and so I would go there in a meeting and I was very much prepared. I had a million and one question. Uh, and also I wanted to be transparent and say, listen, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. So it started with uh, talking to people first. Then you slowly tr- start to figure out, okay, well, I need a demo. Okay, cool. But in order for me to have a successful demo, I also have to know what I'm doing in terms of the acting concept. Then you start to do research and discover, oh, wait, there's different genres of voiceover. And every genre is a different beast. And then you get even more overwhelmed. <laughs> really like information. <laughs> um, and then once upon a time, I said I wanted to expand. So basically every day I would do research every day. So every day I would get overwhelmed. Then the next day I would get answers to those questions and I'm less overwhelmed. I know so much. And then it's like a cycle that is unending. Because every time you know something, you're like, ah, cool. Okay. And then you want to discover something new. So then... You're lost again. I'm getting uh, ahead of myself. One day I decided to, hey, uh, wait a minute. I want to get, maybe I want to do a workshop, but I want to leave Montreal. So I decided to call somebody in Toronto. I'd be like, hey, I want to maybe like, it would be cool to go for a weekend. 
I came here for a weekend just to attend a workshop, like a weekend workshop. Um, and then from there, you start making connections. And then because I came to like two different workshops in Toronto, I'm like, why don't I just move to Toronto and try to get an agent in Toronto? And it was, you know, so I made that decision. I moved to Toronto, got myself an agent. I had started booking work from Montreal, actually. I bought myself some equipment and, um, hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm like drowning you with information. No, keep going. Keep, keep it coming. Is keep it making coming. sense? Is this like one thought after another? <laughs> It's a sequential story. It's a sequential story. Okay, cool. Mm. Okay, so let's go back to how I got my gigs. So in voiceover, you can do it two ways. You either, uh, well, actually you could do it both ways and or uh, either way. Uh, so you can get agents, you can get multiple agents. Um, they can't be in the same city though. Um, and uh, your agents can, you know, send you auditions and, you know, you get exposed to different, uh, different uh, be it commercials, be it animations, whatever, you, you know, you want to do. And also you can get your own clients. So you can, you can treat it as a business. I, I like one of my favorite ways to get um, clients is to cold call people like you, like yourself, people who have like video production companies. Uh, my favorite way to do this is cold calling. Some people prefer uh, cold emailing, which is my least favorite because I find it to, I, it doesn't work on me. So I don't like to, I don't like to, to, Basically, I don't like to do a strategy that I don't appreciate when people do it to me. So I like the strategy. I like when I, blah, blah, blah. I like cold calling. So there's a, that's another way of doing it. So my first, 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 first customer was, uh, um, uh, was a telecom company, a friend of mine now, actually, who has a telecom company who was working in the co-working space that I originally went to in Montreal because I decided to become a voice actor there. I started spreading the news and people are like, Oh, okay. So you can, you, you want to do this for me? And then that's how I started. And then coming to Toronto, then I started booking gigs and commercial and uh, I've actually had this audition. Yeah. So there's two ways you, you have your agents, you have, you could go meet people yourself, which is actually my favorite part because it means you're making things happen for yourself as opposed to waiting for someone else to do it. But it's also nice to have an agent. So, It's a long answer to what you asked. Yeah, okay, awesome. Yeah, and so uh, I guess uh, my question for the union part is like, it, it, was it just like you had to collect enough hours in order to qualify to apply to be uh, a union member? And so w with the union, for the longest time, I actually had it on my vision board um, that this year I was going to get into the union. That's crazy to me. And only and this year I got in the union. Uh, for the longest time, no one really could answer the question, how do you get in the union? No one can answer that. Like, I still can't tell you how I got in the union. But, I mean, I, I can tell you how I got in the union, but it's weird. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird process. Anyway, I got in the union because I was approved for something that is a kind of like a specialty Hmm. Basically, that most people can't do. And so the, the project was a union project, 
but because of the nature of the project, they had to open it up to non-union members for auditioning. They had to because it was it was it's a it's an animated series, but it's a special. It, it's like a, it's a, somewhere in the Middle East. The series, so the accent had to be English, but with like a Lebanese or Syrian accent. So since most people in the union, they wanted someone with an authentic, because I'm Lebanese, right? So they wanted someone with an authentic, with, with an authentic background. So that's why they, I, I could really say I was lucky because I had the opportunity to audition and I, I just got like a tiny role, but then that gave me a credit. So I'm not a full uh, actor member yet. I'm just an apprentice for now, which is great because it gives me access to union. Uh, but then to get to be in the union fully, to be a full member, you need three credits. So two more uh, union games to go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was just out of curiosity. I, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess my next question would be, um, what is it about voice acting that, uh, that you really wanted to pursue? Like you said, you kept having this nagging voice and then from, as a kid, you would always watch, uh, the same movies and, and try to get the voices in your head. Like, what is it about voice acting specifically? Like you could have watched those movies and said, I want to do, uh, the, the sound design behind those cartoon sounds. And you could have also said, I want to be a cartoonist. You could have said so many other things. So why voice acting? Such a good question. Um, I wanted, well, first of all, I wanted to do animation. That was the first and ultimate love is animation. Uh, not that I don't enjoy doing e-learning projects. I really do. Um, anything voiceover really is enjoyable, but animation is a different beast. I get out of the room and I feel exhilarated. Like, like I, I cannot describe to you the feeling I get. Um, to go on a deeper level as to why I chose, uh, I chose voiceover. Because when I was younger and when I was sad and when I was going through whatever, whatever, anything, any negative emotion when I was a kid, I remember those things really almost saving my life. Like, like providing me with such relief, providing me with the, like uh, the comedy and, and it's not much comedy. Like cartoon is, yeah, there's a lot of comedy, but there's something, there's an, uh, there's like something uh, magical about them. There's, I really can't put the word about. I, I can't find the word. It's it's like a it's like there's a lightheartedness that would just remove weight from me growing up, and I think that a lot of times we want to do things that helped us. So we constantly want, like that becomes our life purpose. And I've discovered what my life purpose is. And that not only just applies to voiceover, I feel like my life purpose applies to pretty much anything, which is providing emotional relief through connection, communication, and laughter. And even when I wait tables on the side, it's, I still apply that purpose because to me, connection is everything. And why voiceover, especially cartoons, because that kind of saved my life growing up and yeah it just it had a lot of impact on me that's why I wanted to do it and I'm good at it <laughs> right of course yes I, I heard your uh, your your samples on, on your website and they are excellent um, excellent you. quality you're very welcome um, so my next question is um, yeah what would you say was your uh, biggest obstacle 
in trying to make this a career? Uh, and I guess also your biggest obstacle in your own uh, life journey as well. So, you know, uh, like what was the biggest hardship that you have had to overcome? Um, I think the biggest hardship I have yet to overcome because, um, because, because well, I'm just still in as the of yet, I mean, pardon, just as of yet, I mean, yeah, I think it's just a, like, a coming to a completely different city that felt like a different country to me and being alone and not knowing anybody. Actually, I have a cousin here, but like not knowing anybody in the industry and have to make new friends and, uh, damn, like Toronto rent is cray cray. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Coming from Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. And like having to figure out to start a new career and uh, wanting and having to do jobs I don't want to do. I don't want to wait tables, but you got to do what you got to do. You know, <laughs> I don't want to wait <laughs> but you got to pay rent and it's, it's the price you pay to follow your dreams. And it's uh, frankly, I'm saying it's the price you pay, but honestly, it's a privilege. And I'm very grateful for anybody that employs me on the side. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, so the, I guess the hardest part is uh, really starting everything brand new from scratch, not knowing who, like, uh, you have to basically build relationships from scratch. You have to uh, adapt to a brand new environment. Uh, while you know doing all these things at once simultaneously it's kind of that's the toughest part and being alone and it's lonely sometimes and and you know you got to adapt to a toronto mentality as opposed to a montreal mentality uh, it's different um you know it's different so yeah it's just being alone and starting brand new fresh by myself yeah and now what what would be like a piece of advice that you would have for someone who encounters that same uh, obstacle, that same, that same roadblock? Of- First, I would say kudos. Kudos, because it's really hard. <laughs> I'm like patting myself on the shoulder. Uh, I'd say kudos for real. Uh, I would say, I mean, advice. I mean, I would give myself that advice. I'm still going through that obstacle. It's pretty, well, I mean, COVID doesn't help anything, right? Um, mm-hmm. I would uh, keep in keep in contact with any everybody you love. That's one like that's super important. And like whenever you feel lonely, because sometimes the sensation of loneliness makes you forget that someone out there loves you. I don't know why. It's like you get amnesia for for whatever reason. You know, because loneliness is, a, is like a silent killer in a way. And I would say just um, make sure that uh, you you always pick, like pick up the phone, talk to someone that loves you. And that's it. Just, just don't be alone. Try not to be alone. Even though you're physically alone, don't be alone. I know, it's like counterproductive, what I'm saying, whatever. But yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no, that was good. Um, yeah. So uh, what would you say, um, you know, right now you're doing, uh, a, you know, now you're two credits away from uh, getting into uh, the union. What, what, you know, looking forward, what what is your your goal? Uh, you know, looking five years down the line, maybe even ten years down the line. Like, what what does your career look like? Uh, that do you want it to look like? Um, but I, five years from now, I mean, uh, you know, it would be nice to have a, 
like a consistent uh, role, something that is recurrent. Like uh, I, I would love to be part of uh, like uh, yeah, a recurrent role in an animation. Um, I actually also am very much interested in uh, in building a e-learning clientele. I, I I really like that because I also work in French, so I market myself as a bilingual voice actor. Um, yeah, so basically, I also I don't know if I'm going to be uh, in in Toronto. Um, I think I want to move to LA eventually because that's where animation is at. Probably not now with COVID. Sounds crazy. But five years, I mean, I don't know who plans their life in five years, to be honest with you. That's kind of really a, that's a weird, I, I've never understood, like, I, I know why you're asking, but I mean, I don't, I've never really was able to plan five years ahead because things can change so quickly. And I, I feel like if I plan five years ahead, it's going to prevent me from keeping an open mind to what could be happening in front of me. And maybe it will change the course of things maybe that would be better for me. So that's why I never really have an answer when people ask me, what do you, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. Hopefully rich and famous. I'm kidding. I don't care about that. Right. No, I, I, I totally understand uh, where you're coming from. Uh, like, I also, uh, you know, things can change so wide, wildly, like as we all have experienced this, yeah. uh, this past year. Uh, but I, I, I think uh, my question was more of just like a... Uh, like, what is your, uh, where do you see yourself headed? Not like, what do you want to have, like, strictly happen? Uh, I, I see myself headed uh, in the, uh, in a bigger depth in the animation and the video game world. That's where I see myself. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So coming around to uh, the, uh, round to the end of the, the show, um, if you were to, have uh, the opportunity to sit with uh, any part of your past self and give them a piece, bestow a piece of advice. Who who would that be? Like what age? What what part of your life would would that be? And what would you tell them? Oh, that's deep, yo. <laughs> that's a pretty good question. <laughs> uh, which part? Okay, <clears throat> I would maybe. Uh, hmm. Let me give me a second there. I need to think about it. Yeah, no worries. Take your time. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, well, the age could be um, um, like early adulthood. Early adulthood. I had a great childhood, great teenagehood. Early adulthood is when it all, you know, got cray cray a little. Um, yeah, so early adulthood, um, I would say... Um, Risking your health, um, I mean, hmm. doing what other people want, a.k.a. your surroundings, is not worth uh, risking your health over it. Uh, and also understand your value. I know that sounds like a cliche, but uh, like, there's nothing more important than knowing that, hey, it's going to be okay. Like, you're not going to die. Take a risk. It's fine. People don't care. People forget about you tomorrow. People just like to nag and tell you what they want. But then in reality, they're only thinking about themselves tomorrow. They're not thinking about you. So figure out what you, what you want 
and uh, understand your value and move on from there. That's it. That's awesome. It, what about you? What would you say to your younger What self? would I say? Let, let's That's turn a- the table here a little bit. Talk, tell me about you. <laughs> All right. Um, what would I say and who would I ask? I don't know. There's, I would try to add, talk to every single year of me a different Whoa. thing. <laughs> like, uh, no, but I think maybe, I think maybe a uh, 17 year old me, um, as I was just about to leave high school. Um, and I would say like, all right, you are about to be seen as this adult um, and you could be you, you're you're going to encounter a lot of responsibilities because you're going to have a lot more freedom um, and that means you're going to have to understand uh, you're gonna to have to make some sacrifices but then you also have to realize that um, because you do have that freedom you don't necessarily have to listen to the people who have helped you know, who who have helped bring you here. Obviously, you want to listen to them, but you don't have to do what they say um, and the, the way they dictate it um, because that's just what they would do. Um, and while they have might have uh, good intentions, they, they are not you. Uh, so, you know, listen to some parts of it because they do have the, the experience. But you know what? If at the end of the day, it is you that's going to be living the life uh, that you are living. So try to figure out, you know, what it is that you want to do. And then also understand that it's, it's going to have to require some sacrifices. Um, but at the end of the day, just keep, keep smiling, keep being, being you. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. How it's such a common, uh, such a common problem when it comes to young people, when they start out their life, and another thing, actually, I would I would tell myself is to not stop thinking that you can get your life figured out in your 20s. That's just a myth. Like, that's a very rare thing. A lot of people are like, by their by the age of 25, they're like, oh, man, I didn't, I don't, you know, I didn't figure everything out. But you, you can't. It's, it's like, you don't even know who you are. You're still so young and lost. And you may know who you're not to a certain degree, but no one, I don't, I still don't know who I am. Like, it's, just, it's such a lifelong discovery. But yeah, it's such a common problem where people have so much pressure and <clears throat> and they let their surroundings dictate it. But at the end of the day, you realize that it's also a very normal, normal concept because we're social creatures and we seek approval. But then it gets out of hand and that's when you lose yourself and that's when you got to, you know. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Can I ask you another question? Go for it. Can I be your interviewer? <laughs> um how uh like um so you're you're a freelancer of some kind how did you decide uh, that that's what you want to do videography Uh, yeah so i mean like how did i decide video specifically or how did i decide i wanted to be a freelancer let's start with video uh yeah so video i mean i would similar to you I would watch a lot of TV and movies um uh also lots of cartoons but yeah lots of television even if it was like not meant for for me like it was like I would watch infomercials and I would be very fascinated by the way that they would sell the products uh just the way that they would 
j just the way they would tell that story, even if it was like super cheesy, I was just like any sort of visual medium. I, I don't know what it was. I just I was glued to the the fact that it was like, um, you know, two elements of of our senses that you know combined and like all of these different arts. So like if you look at you know live action uh, video, it's you have. Uh, you have cinematographers and lighting artists, you have makeup artists, you have set designers, you have sound designers, you have uh, uh, composers and musicians, you have actors, you have writers, directors. So I'm not even naming half of them. And you have all these people like working together. And myself g growing up, I was always often uh, like someone who, who likes being around people. And I consider myself sort of extroverted. And uh, and I I love the idea of like, taking all these elements and and then combining it to to be this this one thing of um of video and i used to i used to uh sit in in my room when my uh when my dad would tell me to read i i didn't like reading very much as a kid i don't know why uh but uh instead of reading i would just try to remember the latest episode that i would watch and i would just rewrite it in my head replay it and just like re-edit it yeah that's so, so cool so what drew you to that particular, remember when you asked me the question of uh, why voiceover as opposed to the drawing or whatever, like, remember, so what drew you to videography or photography uh, when you were watching uh, yeah, so, a movie as opposed uh, to all the other elements? Yeah, so I guess video specifically, um, I mean, I do appreciate all the, the, the other different elements, but I think being a videographer or video producer um, really allows me to have a uh, greater oversight of all of those things, kind of like uh, how a conduct being a conductor would allow them to play oh. all of the musicians at once, right? Yeah, that's really cool. Huh. Yeah. All right. Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. We should do this more um, often. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if you had any other questions. I was going to end um, like soon, but yeah. No, I'm okay. I would love to do this more often. I mean, the, this was uh, my first podcast ever, and I'm really glad I was with you, and I was, I was super nervous. But uh, this was so much fun. Let's do it again, yeah. yo. Yeah, sure. <laughs> part two some, sometime. Um, yeah, yeah so, part two. Come up with a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why don't uh, you, you know, I guess my final question to you would be, um, what are like the, the you know parting thoughts that you would uh, or parting words of wisdom that you would like to leave with our audience? Um, that's, a, that's a full of pressure kind of question. Um, you know, enjoy failing. It's a, it sounds silly and hard, but it actually can be a lot of fun if you just enjoy failing and enjoy messing up and enjoy the idea of like, if you enjoy it, I, I think you can do anything you want. If you fear it, then I think you're probably not going to take risks in life. But if you, but, but honestly, enjoy, enjoying failing is a lot of fun once you embrace it. Like one time I auditioned for something and obviously not every audition is going to be amazing. And I was so nervous that I messed up like so much and at the end I, like but the the casting director was super nice about it but um but I knew I I messed up I knew <laughs> I knew but then I I drove back in my car and I started laughing and it was just uh, 
like in the beginning, it's like you're sweating and you're like, you feel really nervous and it sucks. But when I was done and I was driving home, I just, I just had like, I was overjoyed with how ridiculous it went, <laughs> you know, and I loved it. And uh, I did get the job actually, ironically, but uh, yeah, enjoy failing because who cares? Really? Who cares? No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> no one gives a shit. Sorry if I'm cursing, but no one cares. Yeah, you do you, man. That's it. It's my advice. All right. Awesome. Perfect way to end. Um, enjoy failure. Uh, Dal, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. Where can we hear more about uh, what you're doing? Where can we keep in touch with you? I mean, you can keep in touch with me on my website, DalalVoiceOver.com or Instagram uh, at DalalVoiceOver, um, Facebook as well. Uh, that's my page. I'm not that much on social media. That's like kind of my kryptonite. I can't wait to outsource that part. But uh, yeah, that's where you can reach me. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you were, uh, I, I really enjoyed your insights and you were, uh, you had a lot on your mind, it, it seems. So we got to definitely have you back for part two. <laughs> that sounds good. Thank you, Anton. Thank you so much. It was, I had a lot of fun. <laughs>